on the Bucks thing, and you completely no showed it. No, I showed up. Did you? Yeah, we did the Bucks thing. Oh. You don't remember us doing the Bucks thing? We definitely did a Bucks pod. We did two Bucks podcasts. I was on both of them. You you did both of them? Yes, William. Oh, was it his partner who no showed? His partner totally no showed. I showed up a little late because I got the time wrong. Oh, okay. but when you texted me, I got on, so I was I was late, but certainly participated. And yes, his so his guy what you're was telling me right now is I should lawyer up for the for the slander that I've I've put on your good name at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, that's correct. I I am I am always always available. Sometimes a little late. And always happy to um, your your Park Slopes take machine, basically. Take tank machine. Take. What does that mean? Take hot take take. Oh yes, I'm a take machine, baby. <laughs> take me take me away from this. I hate scheduling interviews. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, did you make any headway on the celebrity hunt? No, I've been, I was trying to schedule the other one all week. Um, okay. So let's welcome people back and then I'd like to talk more about which celebrity we're going to get on next. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Great. Folks, welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, but with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, let's get out your apology letters to James the Pelican Slayer Harden. (laughs) We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week. To talk all things Simon's deep cynicism. <laughs> Guess who's back? Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess who's back? Oh, yeah. They call me Blanket. The wet blanket. <laughs> God, that guy is 100% back, baby. <laughs> I don't know what more the Nets need to do than win seven of the last eight games for you to not be hammering a goddamn panic button. I cannot wait for our finals game against the Pels, baby. (laughs) We're going to nail it. (laughs) They're going to have to have a hell of a, of a turnaround from one and 12, but man, I can't wait to see those boys in the final. (laughs) We haven't played the Pelicans the last eight games. James has got something for you, Pels. (laughs) Washed up. Garrett Temple. Garrett up? Temple's on ice out there. Garrett Temple. He's gonna put him on skates. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Garrett, you look washed. Garrett, Garrett, yeah, exactly. Garrett, you're two to three years older than James, so you know. Do you miss Garrett at all? Does any part of you miss Garrett? Um, I can't imagine he's any good at this point i i missed him last year i thought we could have used him for for stretches last year yeah he looked pretty good in chicago last year yeah but i I don't know what he's up to these years but i mean the guy is 36 37 was already when we had him you know uh let's say um, an unreliable shooter so similar to what happened to the bucks 
last year when they got to play the Hawks in the conference finals. You know, yeah. you, you just say you can only beat the teams in front of you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that we didn't have, you know, the uh, the Golden State Warriors on the ticket last week. We had the Pelicans and we, we, we you know escaped narrowly beat the (laughs) not narrowly i mean we were dominating them then we let off our foot off the gas okay and then we got the job done when we needed the job to get done yeah james harden 39 points 12 assists surely surely you're not suggesting that james harden is not fully and forever back (laughs) I, as I've said, I, here, here's what, here's what I like. I'm not accusing you of this, William, but here, here's what <laughs> sort of irks me. I, I'm genuinely not, cause I'm not sure that you would do this, but, but I mean, I hope not, but, but here, here's what the, the sort of James Harden apologists out there and on Twitter like to sort of have their cake and eat it too, because they simultaneously, every time he has a bad game, every time you see the same, like, well, it's early, who cares, it's November, nobody cares, N- nothing matters in November. But then simultaneously when he has one good game, they're like, oh, my God, he's back. He's uh, So this one game proves that he's, you know, now in the MVP hunt again. Um, yeah, Garrett Temple's be warned. So I mean, uh, if he keeps putting up thirty nine and twelve, Simon, I think it's fair to say he's going to be in the MVP hunt. Yes, and if he puts up numbers like he did against Detroit two games ago, we will be extremely worried. Again, Detroit, a tough, a tough defensive. They are one of the seven victories that we've gotten <laughs> in the last eight games. Right, and they're one of the vast majority of teams that have a losing record. I, I think we've played four teams with winning records this year and lost. Right, at least you, two. you know we're we're in second place right now in the East behind Washington, a team I know it's going to hurt you to hear, but we easily beat. <laughs> yeah, I I just I just you know I I think we need to play some some winning again. We've played four games against teams that you could even conceivably describe as good um so right it's almost i would say this i mean it's almost like you can't really draw any conclusions from the beginning of a season (laughs) except that james harden is a hundo back no 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 i'm not i'm definitely not saying that i'm saying all conclusions that we make right now are idiotic particularly ones that hammer i mean like right now the bucks are out of the playoffs. They're not even the play-in right now. Um, and yet, for you, for the for them, I don't, I don't hear you hammering a Bucks panic button. <laughs> no, because they don't have a, a player who's still getting his confidence back. <laughs> right, he's get, They have players against who've been the Pelicans. Sick, that, and... that's what he said last year. Last night, he said he said he's getting his confidence. He sees his confidence is getting a little better. So now his so. We have a guy who is starting to feel a little bit confident about early season basketball against the Pelicans. That is fantastic. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for the finals, James. Uh, okay, so the Washington Wizards being in first is real. And uh, us beating them is of no consequence simultaneously. <laughs> no, I... I I agree with you that 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 you can only play the teams that you that you um, that are on the schedule, 
And I agree with you that I am pretty skeptical that the that the Wizards will be the uh, number one seed coming out of the East. But what I also know is that I have personally watched with mine own eyes uh, our beloved James Harden um, struggle out there and talk repeatedly about his quote-unquote confidence, which is not something you want from from a player that you are counting on to be your second-best player on a title team. I, I, I would hope that that young man would have enough confidence. I, too, would hope that, Simon. I just would urge, just like I think we should urge you to have a little patience for James Harden, I think we could also urge his uh, defenders in Nets Nation who claim that the Pelicans' victory is signaling that he is fully 100% back. Maybe we could urge them to not rush to, to say that we've reached that transcendent moment either. Yeah, just them. Just them. Okay. <laughs> so while, while your alarm bells are screeching in the background, they should shut up about him being a good basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to me later, folks. I'll uh, be pushing the P button. <laughs> I mean, we have the the basically consensus best player in the world on our team. Oh, in yeah. spite of not playing well at all, we're in second place in the East. We've won seven of our last eight games. All I'm saying is perhaps we don't have to be so alarmist about how awful the Nets are this year. I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just watching the games. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's turn to a subject that people are surely more interested in than the topic of this podcast, the Nets, <laughs> which is which D to F list celebrity Simon and I <laughs> are going to try to persuade to be on maybe next time in a shameless attempt to gin up listenership yeah that's right it's sweet weeks folks sweet sweep weeks week folks sweep weeks yeah you know sweet week well that's like a tv term like when they when like the rate if, if there's some sort of period where like ratings are particularly important and like though it's called sweeps week and so it's like it's during that time when like your late night talk shows or whatever will try to get like the biggest names they can get. Okay. For, who, or, who for you are like some of the biggest names today? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, the, the woman who has the songs that we listened to in beacon. I want to say one of those trips we took. Okay. I mean, um, the name when you said station. it did not ring a bell to me, but I'll, okay, well, I'll assume that we have talked about her before. She's a, she's a popular person. Okay. And then, uh, who else? I feel like... I got one. Okay, okay. Uh, Timothée Chalamet. Yes, Timothy Chalamet. Um, he's young, but I don't think he's totally uh, reinvented the way to, to say Timothy. <laughs> well, his um, name is spelled T-I-M-O-T-H-E-E -E, <laughs> with an accent over one of the E's. So I thought it maybe had a, a pretentious French pronunciation. I, I think it's just Timothy. But, but who How, do I Simon, could I ask you to pronounce it as a Georgia lawyer might pronounce it? 
Oh, it looks like Timothy has found his way into the slaughterhouse. <laughs> He's got to get himself some baby-packed ribs. He's going to squeal like a Georgia pig. He's going to squeal like a little piggy on my dinner plate. Uh, yes, that is a popular and young person. Um, he was a crossword answer today on the Saturday. Oh, good Lord. You got to know how to spell that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Megan the Stallion, I think is popular. Sure. Yeah. She's a big star. Like what about, what about a film, film person who's really popular? Well, Timothy. You, you said yeah, him. Timothy. Other than Tim, other than the biggest one, Timothy. Uh, the Rock is still big. The The Rock, William. <laughs> the Rock is lucky to get to get a residual. He's a he's a steady draw. He is in a thing with Ryan Reynolds now on Netflix. Have you oh. seen have You seen this? Heard about this? I think no. it's an action comedy. Okay, I'm in. I'm I'm down. Um, Steve Coogan. He's kind of popular. Absolutely not. That is a terrible. Well, because he he can bring in both British and American audiences. He two can big bring markets. In one of those, and he could do that. I don't know if he still currently can. <laughs> um. Okay. How about maybe who's in Justice League? Oh God, I don't know. All right, they're probably popular. Anyway, these are not the type of celebrities we're trying to get on the show. Correct, right. We right. are going for, who's your comic, Gus? Oh, Gary Gilman. Gary Gilman. So uh, that seems like a good starting place for me. Why? Well, he's funny. Yes. Uh, you said he might be based in New York, so he will be aware of the Nets, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, do you have a better suggestion? Uh, I don't know. You mentioned Mina Kimes. That's somebody with a with a a Nets tie. Yeah, right. Because she like decided she was going to be a fan last year, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You want to try her? Yeah, I'll send the email or tw- or twit Twitter. I don't think these. As I said, I do not think your blue check celebs- mark carries so much weight. It doesn't do anything if the person you're tweeting at does not accept direct messages. Okay, okay, all right. I I defer to you. You are our, uh, what do they call the person who books the booker, our booker, our show's booker? That's right. You're our booker. So I, I will defer to you. Um, either of those guests would be great, but I also, Simon, wanted to solicit from our listeners uh any recommendations for celebrities you think might be good fits to come on and talk uh nets basketball uh wait say say again i'm sorry i'm looking at mina kimes's thing she does not have you can't send her a direct message oh that's a bummer (laughs) yeah well you can you can get the email right Uh, i hope so all right. Yeah, lean on on your connection on that one. Yeah. Uh, no, I was soliciting our listeners to per- perhaps propose yeah, people yeah. they'd like us to try to get. Please. 
so hit us up at maybe next time at gmail.com let us know which uh again we're probably not gonna be able to get the rock we're probably not gonna be able to get timothy chalamet uh we're probably not gonna be able to get um what's the horse one the horse one uh you said her name stallion Oh, Megan V. Stallion. Megan V. Stallion. We're probably not getting her. Though, <laughs> if you have a connection to her, listeners, and yeah. think she'd be interested, we would definitely like to have her on. That's right. Um, okay, Simon, we don't need to dwell on this any longer. I know that you're uh, you're on it, and hopefully we'll have some results for our listeners very soon. I wanted to get to the biggest... Nets news of the week, Simon, right off the bat. Okay. And by right off the bat, I, of course, mean 17 minutes into the show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Who will win the Darren Williams versus Frank Gore fight? <laughs> I hope. Who Frank, do you got, buddy? I hope Frank Gore beats his brains in. <laughs> now, Simon. When you're recording with your head literally backwards and yeah. pointed at the that ceiling, the audio? Uh, your microphone is having trouble picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get his bell rung. <laughs> so so you think Frank, Frank Gore is going to win? Yeah. All right. Follow- at least I fucking hope so. <laughs> Follow-up question. Yeah. Where are we watching it? You want to go to uh, you want to go to ninety five South? They they have a very welcoming and easy to get into um, pay per view policy. Yeah. I have never been more felt more unwelcome in my life than when I tried to watch the. Who was it? Um, God, who is the the boxing guy who like fights once a year, makes like a hundred million dollars? Uh, Mayfield. Fight? Mayfield, exactly. His fights. I or no, Mayweather? Mayweather. 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 Floyd Mayweather, yes. It was a Floyd Mayweather fight. A man who I I know very little about, but I know that after every fight, there is a torrent of press about how boring his fight is. Yet he is constantly paid like nine figures um, to fight like once a year. Right. Uh, is he still the best in the in the business? I don't know. There's got to be somebody better, right? Boxing, well, does boxing it, even exist, or is it just MMA now? Have they all had to move over? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I'm. I would guess very, very much that that MMA is definitely making more money. There, there are fights though, right? Like they they advertise them at like Barclays, like they have fights. Yeah, I mean, I know that Mayweather came out in strong support of Kyrie Irving recently. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, all right. So would you want to get a MMA fighter and or boxer on this show? I don't, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't really know what that would do for me or the, that person. Yeah. Agreed. I'm more, I'm more interested in a celebrity of some kind. Right. I mean, they're uh, celebrities in their own right. Sure. Sure. Uh, I just don't think we really vibe. The, the yeah, MMA I mean, fighters. you're a different type of killer. 
Right, right. That's right. I, I kill you with sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> and not speaking into my microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay, I'm up here, huh? No, no, Is this no. better? You're, you're great. You're great. Well, it's good. I get a clearer picture of you. I Remember haven't even I asked how ch- the heck you've done. What, what did you do today? Hope you stayed out of the rain. <laughs> William, that is the kind of uh, benign sort of uh, <laughs> chit chat that I honestly love. Oh yeah, I no, it's why you come to a podcast. The rain. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's I, God, that is as charming as it gets. Okay, um, what did I do today? I did some laundry. Um, I went to the grocery store. I did a little bit of tinkering. I sent some counter offers for the trades, as you know, from sending oh. me a couple. I'm, I'm on the, did you the send me a counter offer? I thought I did. You may I have, I, I may, I think I maybe just don't get the alerts, but, um, but, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm that that's pretty much. You and did I, not send me a counter offer, just oh, FYI. Red. Okay, I'll 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 get you one, buddy. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but you did stay out of the rain, most importantly. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Cool. And it's not raining now, is did it? Did you did you have a nice lunch? Um, yeah, can I tell I actually had a pretty exciting lunch by my standards. I had some hickory smoked tofurkey. Oh wow. Two slices of American cheese. Um, uh, mayonnaise, mustard, of course, and here's the true, the true, um, cherry on top, um, two small pickle spears of McClure's pickles. Oh, damn. Which, yes, if you're wondering, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know Simon is a millionaire. How did he afford McClure's? The truth is I can't afford McClure's. <laughs> okay. Would- you found him on the street. No, some no. some Park Slope family just discarded <laughs> their McClure's. Exactly. I got <laughs> like it expires in eighteen months. I don't want my baby to eat this. I was digging through the dumpster at the Key Foods in Park Slope, <laughs> and I no, I but I got them, but they are ten dollars, which oh, is a Jesus, criminal price. That's insane. Yeah, I know. So I'm not advocating for people getting them. I understand if you don't get them. Where the, was the price not was, marked? And you just, you just it was on there, but I was like, "What the hey? I'll just all right. You know, I'm worth it. I'll I'll go nuts." Yeah. But it's not an everyday pickle. Okay. Well, that sounds okay. Um, I've never so it's just like the the tofurkey cold cuts that you're getting. Correct. And do you do any? Do you like maybe? Put them in a frying pan before or do it. It's it's they're kind of wet, right? Yeah, I like the wet though. I like the moisture. You like the moisture, moisture. Okay. Uh, what what did you have? What did you do today? Uh, well, I well walk, I, have you I walked um with my newborn daughter strapped to my chest to Fort Greene to pick up my morning glory muffin. To this Fort morning. Green? That's where you're getting them. That's where I'm getting them. Yeah, they got to stand over at Fort Greene. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That place has two stands? Yes, they basically ha- it's basically the same farmers market at Fort Greene and Prospect Park. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's kind of sad honestly cuz you would hope that there would be some variety. I mean, I think there are subtle differences. Okay. okay. At at Fort Greene, I'll say there are more um non-food vendors. 
So there are more craftsmen. I see. Craftspeople. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so got a muffin for, for, for lunch, Simon. I did have a sandwich myself as well ah. on semolina bread. Oh boy. Yeah. That, that is the, um, the diabetics, uh, choice. For oh, bread. how is it for uh, blood pressure? I think it's gotta be good. Yeah. <laughs> it does have a more Mediterranean feel to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is our diet of choice, of course. Exactly. Now, William, as I said to you in the text, I'll tell our listeners as well. I that is, I it was like the Sahara Desert of muffins that you sent a picture of today. <laughs> so dry. I cannot get enough of this morning glory, folks. It's got <laughs> bran, flax, dried oats, some raisins to give it a little pop. Oh, forgot the carrots. Never forget the carrots. <laughs> what are the carrots doing in there? I don't know. Just texture. <laughs> Provides, you know, a little a little pop to the otherwise extremely brown muffin. <laughs> and I got Clara cinnamon bun. Oh, right. That's her favorite. Yeah, that's her favorite. Exactly right. So I've had a big day, too. We all have, Simon. Great. Yeah. Um... May I uh, offer you a free trip to Stat Station? Sure, I'll take it. Choo-choo! All aboard! All, aboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple places we're going in Stat Station today. First stop, early season PER, Simon. Uh-oh, spaghetti Two nets are in the top 15 in PER this season. PER, for those of you who aren't in the weeds of uh, advanced stats numbers, PER is sort of the first. So I think Simon would say they did it first, they did it best. I think many others would say this is uh, an increasingly irrelevant number. But people still look to, people still look to PER to give some indication of who's good and who's not. Yeah, and it's Wildly a John Hollinger toward, creation. It's a John Hollinger creation. Yeah, but it's it's quite old, and I think even he would say that he doesn't uh, rely that heavily on it anymore. Um, it skews very much towards big big men, but uh, the Nets have two top fifteen players, Simon, and I would love it if you would take a guess at who our two top fifteen PER guys are. At this point in the season, what are we? Twelve-ish games into the season. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant and correct. He's number three with a twenty-nine point three one per. That's a good per. Yeah, if you get over thirty, then you're in in MVP territory, pretty much. Uh, Joe Harris. Nope, coming in at fourteenth. A man with a heart of gold, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Wow. Oh, yeah. 23.87. Aldridge coming in at 14th. The only other guy we've got in the top 50 is James Harden, who just crept in there after last night's game, but hadn't even been in the top 50 until last night's game. Ah, so any... Thoughts about how Aldridge is, according to this advanced metric, the second best player in the uh, on the Nets? Um, 
No, I mean, I, I mean, I think. Look, here, here's what I will say about Lamarcus. I think that he has already made it so that he will be, even if he does become the the, the our our DeAndre Jordan or um, Quincy AC, like he's already done more than those two. Yeah, he's sig- he's significantly happy. better than DeAndre Jordan. Yes, I think so, we can both agree on that. Right. Yeah. So while he will surely frustrate um, at times and maybe quite a bit, we'll see. Um, it's been great seeing him just crush those mid rangers um, and you know be the only scoring force on the team when at least consistent scoring force on the team when Kevin Durant and James Harden are um, off the off the court. Did you see, by the way, just a quick thing here? I'm seeing. I I looked up the per William um, uh, as for this discussion, and DeAndre Jordan is ranked 43rd right now. That's interesting. Yeah, he's also ranked uh, no longer getting minutes on the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Ouch! And that team is kind of struggling. Oh God, that team is awful right now. Um, but this ain't a Lakers podcast, is it? No. Uh, I want to get to the next stop at Stat Station, Simon, and this is on-court net ratings for individual Ooh. players. Okay, we're going to do the good and the bad here. We're not doing the ugly. This show has no space. This show is about beauty. Yeah. Not ugliness. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to just focus on the good and the bad here. First question for you, Simon, who has the best on-court net rating of players on the Nets who have played over 10 games. I'll tell you this just as a as an aside. James Johnson has the best net rating of any net, but he's only played five games. He has a net rating of plus 14 in those five games. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, a fun aside, right? Yeah, that is. Uh, but you've got to be a, a, a pretty – I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a pretty hardcore Nets fan, but um, – James Johnson at this point is already completely irrelevant to this team. I'm still, you know, I would do another segment on his, on his, how much he's, you know, what's going on in his very expensive apartment, but. Right. Um, and you know, he's one injury to a big away from, from at least getting some minutes, I think, but, uh, yeah, I, let's see, I'll guess, um, I guess James Harden. Okay. Uh, it's Lamarcus Aldridge again wow. with seven point seven, a plus seven point seven, followed by Patty Mills at seven point five and Paul Millsap at seven point three. Those are our three best plus up uh, our net rating guys on on off court ratings. Huh. Aldridge, Mills, and Millsap. What I think that's telling me is we've got a pretty solid second unit right now well except that 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 unit without our two stars when when they are off like our our overall team whatever happens whoever's responsible for it i guess it's not these guys but like we hemorrhage points oh yeah when, i mean you got, we have to have on one of board. those two guys on at any time yeah uh all right who has the worst uh net rating who has played 10 or more games. And I, I will do another fun aside. Camp Thomas has the worst by far, but he's only played in six games. 
he has a negative 31.5 net rating in those six games. Oof. Um, that's too bad. Um, I mean, he hasn't played enough for that to be at all meaningful, but yeah, can't make him feel good though. So uh, who are the, who are of the players who have played 10 or more games? Who has the worst net rating? I'm going to guess, uh, Blake Griffin. Well, it's a tie Simon and you didn't get either of the people who are tied for this, for this spot. It's Joe Harris and Javon Carter who are tied Ooh. at a negative 0.3 net rating. Oh, geez. Joe Harris, negative net rating. Yeah, but he's been doing better these. I mean, his his stats are are creeping in the the right direction here. He's he's now at like forty four percent or forty six percent, I think, from the field and forty six percent from three. So I've been encouraged by him a bit. So you okay. have you're trying to pick up the ashes of the jersey you burned and and put <laughs> it back together. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's another he's another good. Um, regular season guy (laughs) Um, all right well since we're at what i think is very likely going to be the halfway point uh of this show let's do the ad read okay all right okay 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 uh so simon i'll just give it get started here if that's okay with you yes yes please do one thing near and dear to both our hearts is the nhl season simon and it is underway at DraftKings sportsbook sorry the good people at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice New customers can bet just $1 at any HL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However the li- however they light the lamp, you win. Simon, if I were betting on an NHL game, you know you know what I would bet for? Bet what would on? You bet for? Not bet Betty. for. I would bet on Washington, Washington. Washington, <laughs> Washington, and Washington. <laughs> yeah. yeah, folks, that's a that's an ad read callback. <laughs> uh, all right, now you're up with some seriously bulleted points here. All right, you ready? Well, who are, who are first, you doing? Who are you doing? First of all, I, I want to introduce um, one of America's most famous and infamous presidents, the great communicator himself. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> My fellow Americans, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. And tell Mr. Gorbachev to tear that wall down <laughs> because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You'd have to have a debilitating brain disease like I had to not take advantage of this offer. I call my wife mother. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's get to the call to action, guys. Mother, is that all right if we move along with the ad read? 
It's okay, Mr. Reagan. <laughs> President Reagan. Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> I'll get to the call to action now that I've been prodded by my handlers to continue to read from a script. Much of this stuff I've been reading for so many decades that even my addled brain can remember what I'm supposed to say. Right, it's a seamless transition into senility. <laughs> download the download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBP and throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting part of the NHL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Woo! That was so special. Simon, thank you for bringing one of the most repugnant figures in... <laughs> The history of repugnant figures in the United <laughs> States. Ronald Reagan. No problem. Now, that was a good Reagan. What is your favorite legislative legacy of Ronald Reagan's? Uh, I don't. Let's see. Well, um, he. So I, I could honestly, I couldn't tell you a specific piece of legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he was sort of, uh, you know, he, he coined the term or his economic advisors coined the term trickle down economics. Oh yeah. So I guess maybe his efforts to, um, further hollow out the middle and working class. Yeah. That's, that's one of his, one of his great legacies. <laughs> um, slashing taxes while, um, diverting all government spending to towards the military big thing yeah that's a good Uh, one real bad record on aids right Uh, aids AIDS stuff (laughs) i ran contra a lot of fun stuff that the guy was um responsible for and now for because we live in even more depressing times than the 1980s uh, every president in both parties subsequently uh, talks about what a fantastic leader he was. Yes. Including to... Obama, having said that. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, fun yeah. stuff, fun stuff. But I think probably we don't want to offend any maybe next time listeners who's a, a Reagan head out there. Yeah, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We need you. We love you. Forget about what we said about Reagan and how he called his wife Nancy mother. And let's talk some nets here, Simon. It kills me to include this as headline of the week. Uh Uh-oh. But I have to do it. This is from Brian Lewis at the New York Post. It kills me because I don't, you know, I don't like talking about this guy. But this little story, I think, is about to become such a huge story. And I want to be able to say that maybe Ned's time talked about it um, at some length and took it sort of seriously before it becomes obvious to everyone that it is a massive story. And that is... From this headline, Nets Kyrie Irving could make one-game cameo at NBA All-Star Game. Yes. So, I don't know about you, Simon, but it is not hard for me to imagine that 
a huge contingency of very online right-wing trolls could take up the mantle of uh, get freedom fighter Kyrie in the NBA also and like shove it in the eye of the liberal NBA by getting this guy in the game by voting, like having fan votes just go crazy uh, for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Now there are safeguards, I guess, you know, the G like uh, coaches, I think. And then the media collectively have 50% of the vote. So I don't think they're going to be voting for Kyrie, but if he is just overwhelmingly the fan favorite, it is going to be difficult for them to not let him play in that game. Yeah. Difficult though. I suspect I'm sure you listened to that. Um, the uh bill simmons podcast with um jackie mcmullen yeah well i'm i'm inclined to believe her that like they cook the books with those numbers with the with what they're going to report from fan votes yeah or however they do you know whatever whatever yeah i just my my i think that you can very easily cook the books from all-star voting because i think that the amount of scrutiny that goes into the votes that are cast for it is borderline nil but if there are like if there are say news channels exclusively devoted to how the nba is trying to suppress votes for a freedom fighter Kyrie, then it could just become such a media shitstorm that the nba actually has to uh you know show the true vote count for this thing yeah I yeah I mean I I I mean I think I I mean I understand why they were dismissing it but to me it just seems like one of those things that is going to become it again it's uh, it should be a complete non-story uh, but it just seems like one of those titillating things that is going to be be something that you know a Fox News sort of runs with now and what what is the 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 fear with ha- <clears throat> having him play is that it would overshadow all of All-Star Weekend? Is that the concern? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't I don't really care about All-Star Weekend or the sanctity of All-Star Weekend. I I assume that's probably it. It's kind of absurd that a person who hasn't played a single game would be voted an All-Star if it's supposed to be a meaningful reflection of who the best players in the league are. Sure, sure, but it never ha- I mean, Yao Ming was getting like you know, the, but he probably starting... played, right? No, no. I mean, I mean, he did at some point in his NBA career, but for years he was just an injured body, and like he was... had no games registered, and he was a vo- an All Star. Uh, he was at least voted by fans. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because because he had huge support in China. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, Michael Jordan. You know, yeah. So I've I've I, but I mean, yes. It, so in terms of like. Yeah, Kyrie Irving potentially taking the spot from somebody who's played games. That that is Yeah, that that would not be good. But I, I, I just assume that the reason why the the league would be worried about it is that that would consume Right. Their I mean I think yeah, it would yet. just become a, a proxy battle for, you know people's takes on vaccination. Right. Right. Which I think probably the NBA would like to not have to be in the middle of because one player. Right. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And, and particularly one player who <laughs> who seems to pretty much, now that he's said his Instagram piece, be happy to just never talk again. Right. I mean, he's uh, talking about God when the in the few times he does talk. Right. Yes. Uh, God makes no... What did he, God uh, is infallible. God makes no mistakes. What did he say? I was looking at it just before this started because... God never fails. That's what it is. God never fails, and I am protected by God, and so are my people. We stand together. Those are his right. two most recent tweets. Um, anyway, I just think that I th- I thought that the Bill Simmons and and Jackie McMullen sort of made it seem like this was going to be a non non issue because of the vote. You know, the NBA would take care of it, and it just seems to me like one of those things that is just going to become an all consuming story. That's uh, going to be extremely boring when it does become that. Mm. But could be wrong. Maybe, maybe you know, he doesn't receive more fan votes than anyone else, and maybe uh, Fox News doesn't use it as leverage to make fun of the NBA and say that it's a repressive regime or something like that. Right. Um. You, Simon, sent a tweet. Oh. What Didn't did I you? say? I just have written down that you sent a tweet. Uh well I wanted to do a segment on uh, Nick Claxton. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, you think that you think you sent me a tweet re that, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay, um, so we'll call this Simon Sends a tweet. Sure. Well, I had an alternative name, William. If, okay. if you'll if you'll allow me, I I will. Yeah. The the curious case of Nick Claxton. Ooh. So, folks, Nick Claxton's last time that he played was November twenty fifth, and if you're looking at your cows out there in Nets Nation, you know that October twenty fifth was. Let me see here. That was Monday. Uh, so that was. It'll be three weeks um, ago on this upcoming Monday, on the 15th. Um, Now, I don't know about you, William, and and I know, you know, we're only talking anecdotally here, but when I was a 23-year-old, the idea that any sort of illness would knock me out for three weeks was pretty much unfathomable, and I was not a professional athlete. Um, however, for the young Nick Claxton, three weeks and counting, uh, is what it takes to, it, what it takes to recover from a quote unquote illness, a totally undefined non COVID illness. Um, and I just think if that is, and, and he's still, he's, he's getting his quote unquote, what, what did they say? Health workouts or something? Uh, he's. He's just now starting to to ramp up, as they say, mm-hmm. wellness workouts. That's what he's doing. He's doing wellness workouts now. William, if this person, if if if, if Nick Claxton does have a disease, do you think his workouts are like? Do you think the person tossing him the ball is in like a full like outbreak suit, <laughs> like just like who's your ball? I do not want you what you have, Nick. Please get your wellness workout 
and get out of the gym. Uh, it is odd. I, 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 I definitely, I'm, I'm with you there. It's an odd, it, odd thing going on with old Claxi. I, and my, my, here's my theory on this, William. And I, I say this with no inside info, um, as you might imagine. I think that this is just him being in terrible shape and the Nets shutting him down and getting him into shape. Uh, okay. Well, that's kind of good, right? I mean, it's better than having a life-threatening three-week disease. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but it is still alarming that if, if that is the case, that, like, he's in that bad a shape. Like, you remember when they shut down um, uh, your guy who we got for the Joel? second round pick? Joel? Yeah, yeah, Jalil yeah. Okafor? Jalil Okafor. When they, like, played him one game and were like, wow, okay. And then just like <laughs> shut him down for weeks and put him on the treadmill, um, like that was the only thing comparable to anything that I've ever seen from this. And again, I I don't know why that would be the case for Nick Claxton. He doesn't have. He's not a. He's not living in Joel Embiid's shadow uh, like Jalil was. There's no reason for him to be in such horrible shape if that's the case. And again, it's I, two things are going on. Either it is the most debilitating virus or disease that any 23 year old athlete has seen in some time, or he is in terrible, terrible shape. So I don't know. It's just a very concerning situation. We're three weeks and counting here, folks. No, I know. And he is uh, one of my favorite players. One of the guys I'm most excited about. One of the people I'm most hopeful for. I think he has almost unlimited upside. Uh, and <laughs> this is not a good sign. This yeah. is, this is just downright weird. It's weird. Exactly. It is weird. And they're not, they're being very cagey about right. it. They like, say, hey, this ain't Portland. Don't keep it weird, Nick. Yeah, exactly. And Steve Nash the other day was like, I think it's a, he's like, I'm not sure if it was a, if it's a disease or what, like he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even commit to like the word to just <laughs> right. like, you can. Say it. I understand there's HIPAA things, but like you can still say someone has like the flu or something. Give me something here. Um, well, I think I guess we'll have to do a Claxton corner until he returns. Right. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, you have always been you've got a nose for. Um, let's see malpractice in the medical <laughs> science uh sports science community <laughs> thanks william thank you yeah yeah i, I appreciate that i yeah I, I don't um i don't take kindly to be in uh no you've always wings. beefed with the nets medical staff and <laughs> uh i'm surprised you haven't gone in on them harder here rather than poor nick you're kind of kind of feels like for our first ever Claxon corner doing a little bit of victim shaming. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't have a, I mean, if he does have an illness, like, and it's not something extraordinarily serious, then yes, I am fully again, you know, medical staff, get it together. The yeah. guy is a very young, not, you know, does not to look at him, look unhealthy at all. No, he's a picture of, of youth and vitality. Uh, exactly, exactly. So, like, what has destroyed this man's health? 
Um, no better team of quote unquote medical professionals than the Nets <laughs> sports science staff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, Simon, it is time for you and I and our listeners, of course, always our listeners, to go to our fun segment of today's <laughs> show. It's time for our segment, fun segment. This is the segment, it's a fun segment called <laughs> the fun segment, full of fun. Yeah. And... Nothing says fun quite like blue collar boys. Mm-hmm. So Simon suggested since uh, the NBA.com article about bro, uh, Blake and Joe Harris being the blue collar boys. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I think the Daily News was what I first saw. Where you saw it? Okay. Why don't you Why don't you provide the 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 context and the story here? Sure. Okay, folks. So. The Nets, um, at least some of them, have fashioned um, a, a new identity or, 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 yeah, have branded themselves as the Blue Collar Boys. This is Blake Griffin, I feel like, is a founding member. Uh, Joe Harris is in there. Patty Mills uh, is applying pa- for, for Pat- the job. Yes, Patty Mills is well on his way. Uh, they joked about Kevin Durant putting in an application as well because he took a charge. Basically, it's like players that make hard-nosed plays, in particular draw charges, um, and kind of fashioning a a blue-collar mentality, um, which I am 100% all for. Um, I do think that... Um, it's kind of a bad look for a quote-unquote blue-collar boy team to constantly be out-rebounded um, and constantly have he- you know lines and stories like, yeah, the other team got way more physical than us. But, look, I understand the general gist of it, and I think it's, it's a great it, – you know, nothing makes me – few things make me happier than seeing you know, blue-collar – hard-nosed, hard-working plays. So I'm, I'm excited to see it out there, and I thought – um, oh, and here's another great thing, William. They um, to signify it, they sort of mime putting on a hard hat. Yeah. And Blake Griffin has at times taken to um, miming putting on work boots. Work boots and and a lunch pail too, right? Yeah, yeah. He grabs a lunch pail. They grab That's a lunch true. pail. Simon, this kind of sounds like a from glitz to grit story. Exactly. Certainly for 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 Blake, it is. It's it's kind of a from from glitz <laughs> to grit to probably out of the league next year. <laughs> to maybe he didn't take such a huge discount this year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I thought maybe we could do in honor of our blue collar boys and match, fun and in honor and of fun. fun and in honor of fun, folks, which you get as a treat at the end of these things for, for sticking with us. Um, why don't we, why don't we, uh, compare, why don't we match some nets to, uh, to, uh, blue collar professions? Perfect. Do you want to go first or shall I, uh, you go first. All right. Uh, I'll go first. I'll do Joe Harris first. Oh, great. Um, and for me, Simon, Joe Harris is a die maker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so great. I was reading, I'm reading, uh, one of the things I'm reading right now is this 
David Halberstram uh, book on it's called the reckoning and it's sort of a long history of the sort of uh twin rise of the japanese automobile industry and the sort of demise of the u.s auto industry Mm -hmm. and so one of the people that he was that he uh writes about uh is this guy who's a die maker okay in the book and i gotta say i didn't really know what a die maker was. Yeah, me. I don't know either. Uh, so I looked it up. This was just a good opportunity for me to look it up. And it makes sense. We'll see why Joe Harris is in it. It's basically a, a highly technically skilled tool maker. Ah. So they work from engineering drawings developed by the tool maker, engineers or technologists, and they lay out the design on the raw materials, usually metal, then cut it to size and shape using manually controlled, manually controlled machine tools, such as things you're familiar with, Simon, laths, milling machines, grinding machines, and jig grinders, power tools, <laughs> and hand funny. tools, such as files and honing stones. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the point is, it's a highly technically skilled tool maker. Okay. okay. And I feel like Joe Harris is a highly technically skilled uh, player. You know, he's he's like he's a he's a specialist. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay, so my my first one is actually not an official member of the Blue Collar Boys, but one who I think would be an excellent. Um, telecommunications technician. Okay. Okay. These are the guys who come out when your your phone is down, or sure, maybe your landline. Your, you can't your get land- a you can't get a good ring on your landline. <laughs> your landline hadn't been ringing, and you're missing those <laughs> your, endless your streams voice of messaging spam system phone calls. Isn't, isn't playing back right. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. And you need somebody to to climb up on those poles and get you communicating again. Um, I, I think James Harden is a, is a good, uh, he's one of the few people who like says words out on the court. Like yeah. you can hear him yelling things. Like we have, we have always had for, for many years, William, as you know, a, a quiet team. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of jabbering out there. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of communications on D, not a lot of those, those things. Except sort of things. when Jared Dudley was out there. Yeah. Right. Dudley was another one. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> He was a Absolutely. telecommunications technician. He, he was. He was great out if there. If ever there was one. <laughs> exactly. He was the OG. <laughs> but following in his in his telecommunications technician footsteps is James Harden. Absolutely. Perfect. Uh, so I'm going to do my next one, Simon, is a charming FedEx delivery guy. <laughs> okay. Does a lot of schmoozing. Does uh-huh. some package drop-offs, of course. You know, okay. you can't get away with not doing that. But, you know, if he sees someone in the halls, he's going to chat them up, talk with them for a bit. And it's going to be fun. Both both parties are going to come away richer for the experience. And that, to me, is Blake Griffin. Right? Okay. Okay. Blake Griffin, I know he's putting on the blue-collar. Uh, he's sort of the ringleader, the blue collar boys. Right. But he doesn't. He's not out. He's not in there in the in the die making factory. Okay. He's no. not on the assembly line. No, he doesn't no, have no. calloused hands. Uh, he's he's you know got this pretty cushy gig 
dropping some packages off occasionally. Not that, not that, I mean, I think I would imagine most FedEx delivery people are completely overworked and super exploited. But, but Blake Griffin, for whatever reason, has a very easy schedule. There is not severe, um, uh, like workplace surveillance on him. Somehow he's escaped that. <laughs> right. He. Yeah. Exactly. He's. He's a. He's a FedEx driver with a with a trust fund or something. Yeah. Exactly. He does, yeah. Yeah. He does it <laughs> just because he wants to get out of the house and meet people. Really. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um. For me, William Blake Griffin. That's a great one. For me, Blake Griffin is a um a down on his luck wrestler uh <laughs> i mentioned this i think to you uh this theory to you at the last game we saw i think it was in the hawks game but and i understand here that the entertainment industry is not traditionally blue collar right yeah at least the performers in it are not blue collar but what i'm thinking of here is not your like rocks i'm not talking about a, a rock or a stone cold or, or anything. john cena right i'm talking about like the guy you know, um, uh, what's his name's character in the wrestler Mickey, Mickey Rourke? Rourke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a down on his luck, really on the downswing, basically only able to make money via getting extreme pain inflicted on him. right going to like an obscure town in delaware and having <laughs> neon light bulbs smashed into his back <laughs> right and having andy lee pour hot sauce on you um <laughs> into your gaping wounds God. for like 40 dollars a match um yes that's more because the way that like he draws charges these days. It's like there are plenty of games where like that's the only tangible things he's done in the game. God bless him. So it's just like he just has to stand there and take a, like a freight train running through him to like get get an extra possession. And he just has to take that body licking um, to uh, to keep on ticking. <laughs> All right. My last one, Simon. Uh-huh. is uh, a longshoreman. Oh. Okay, and right. I and I, you know I don't have a, a I don't have bunch. a deep knowledge of of longshoremen. I have a deep respect for the longshoremen unions across this country who are seemingly some of the only ones who like fully just shut things down. Okay. Um, especially, I'm thinking in the Oakland area around Occupy, and and uh, anyway, but but really, all I know about longshoremen, other than abstractly, and their unions wield quite a bit of power, uh, is from The Wire. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I would describe most of those guys as scrappy and tough. Definitely. Which is also how I would describe my man who should be leading, in my opinion, the blue collar boys, but doesn't sound like he's even put in an application yet. Uh, Bruce Brown. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. He's the longshoreman. Because <laughs> he's scrappy. Right. Because he because he every morning he wakes up, he has one raw egg in a glass of whiskey and then goes to work. <laughs> right. Takes his dick out, takes a picture. <laughs> God, that Ziggy, that guy. Yeah. Real troublemaker. Oh, big um, time. He loses <laughs> he loses a container every now and again. Oh yeah. Ziggy yeah, you do not want to rely on Zigmeister. 
Um, but he's scrappy for sure. Um, okay. Uh, that's a great call. Love the longshoreman as well. Um, the, um, my last one, William is, is kind of a stretch, but we'll see what you think about it. It's Kevin Durant as a carpenter. Oh, um, like I, I think, you know, someone who is just very, he's, he's a, a more of an, the most uh, an artisan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's getting his hand dirty, but he's, he's also, you know, really, um, attuned to his craft. Very, uh, right. lo- loves the beauty, the, 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 the craftsmanship. Sure. Has sort of like this over, like this overarching aesthetic vision that he can manifest through materials yes exactly exactly and 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 you know per- takes a great pride in in his um his his perfection well that leads me simon to wondering what our listeners what blue collar boy boys we've missed on the team what yes. they think they would do yeah i agree so hit us up and let us know. Uh, Simon, we play some teams this week, don't we? Yeah. Things are getting real. We're going to the we're going to the Warriors game on Tuesday. That's gonna be a big, big, big game. That'll be a real test for you. If we beat the Warriors, will you come on next time we record <laughs> and concede that maybe you prematurely hit the panic button? <laughs> I I will concede nothing, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see how we'll see how it goes. So um, we play we play the miserable Thunder, who actually have won five games. At this yeah, they're point. not nearly miserable. I'm sure uh, what Presti is like. Yeah, I like. Let's just play say some fucking Jade Gilgis like, Alexander is about to suffer a quote unquote injury very soon. Right. I mean, so funny thinking about that, don't you think, William? And like the like Pelicans. Yes. Like the two, like Presti's sitting there, like God damn it, you fucks! You have five wins. <laughs> I know. And like, <laughs> Meanwhile, David Griffin's like, "Come on, come on, we need this one. David needs this one, baby. Come on." <laughs> uh, okay, so we play the Pelicans and we play the Warriors and Cavs. I would love to go to the Cavs game, but as you know, I cannot. Uh, can't wait to see the return of Jared Allen. They've got that very exciting rookie uh, front runner for rookie of the year, uh, Evan Mobley. Right, I'm a big right. Darius Garland fan. Always have been, uh, always will be. Is that why you're throwing him in every trade you got? I don't have him, brother. Oh shit! Well, somebody is not valuing him very much. I, I've I've seen I've seen Garland thrown thrown at me every uh, every which way. Garland's really good. Not to. Uh, it seems like you're much more responsive to others' trades than you are to mine. <laughs> I guess that's what I get for being friends with you for decades. <laughs> uh, I'll send you a counter. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Can't wait to read it. Um, and then we play the Magic. Magic are yeah. terrible. The Magic are terrible, and and seem for the first time in many years to kind of be embracing that. So two. So. Two teams, though, that are competitive. One who is the best net rating, has the best net rating in the league, best record in the league. They've only lost one game. They have MVP Steph Curry, blah, 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 blah. That's going to be a very, very 
big game for us. I hope I hope James and Kevin both play. I'm on first name mm-hmm. basis with both of them at this point. Um, and the Cavs is real ish. So, as we do sometimes on the show, what is your prediction for the next four games? For the next four games, I think we're gonna go three and one, baby. Really? Who are we losing to? The Warriors. All right. I am guessing we go three and one as well, but I think we're gonna lose to the Cavaliers. Okay. It's the second night of a. I think we're gonna leave it all on the court against the Warriors. We're gonna show to the league that we still are the prohibitive favorite to win this whole thing, and then we're gonna sort of take the night off against the Cavs, and they're gonna sneak mm. up and maybe punch us in the mouth. Yeah, that could be. That could be. All right, Simon. Anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we get the hell out of here? Um, folks, if you could please email us or otherwise get in touch with us to tell us anything 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 ranging from positive to inquisitive uh maybe that's time at gmail.com or on twitter or instagram at maybe next time we love to hear from you um big thank you to irl jay-z who's always hitting us up um that really makes us feel good and you could be making us feel good too you absolutely could. If any of you are at the Golden State Warriors game, you know, tweet at us. We'll see you at the Jack Daniel station at halftime. Uh, but until then, Simon, I think we're going to have to go ahead and see ya, Nessa. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn-out recording. Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like peace